Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the pod. We are here. We're headphoneless today, which is weird because it feels, it just feels inauthentic. Naked. 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 That voice, that small voice has come out of a large man. You guys with me today is half the reason I am who I am. It's my dad, Fred Schlesinger. Welcome to the pod. And the other half is what? The UPS delivery man? Uh, Crunch Jim. Crunch Jim. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get right into it, and my father really wanted me to emphasize how excited he was at the outpouring of questions and and in- inquiries and just excitement over having him on the pod. General overall interest. I, I, you know, looked at all the comments and the responses and how varied and how loving they were towards you, and it just warmed the cuckles of my parental heart. Um... So it was really cool because a lot of them were like, you know, we said the questions, the topics, what he's an expert on, what he knows about. And then it was really kind of cool for me to see like all these longtime fans referencing specific things, book things, Instagram stories, things like that. So we're going to get into it because you've got dad questions. And I warn you, you know, everyone, he's not a dorky dad. Everyone's like, what's your favorite dad joke? I'm like, he doesn't have dad jokes. Oh, please. But I do think. You love doing, you love having your face freeze on in, on FaceTime. That's a good bit. You like having That's your face freeze. That's such a good bit. And, I, and, and if there are any other Scott's dads. dying laughing. If there's any other dads listening, you should pull that on your kids when the kids FaceTime you and then you just freeze and your kids are going, Dad, Dad, are you there? Is there something wrong with the phone? What's going on? And, 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 and I'm laughing on the inside. It's so hysterical to be punking my daughter. Yeah. But now she knows. And you also do the movie phone voice still. Still. Hello. Hello, and thank you for calling. <laughs> for calling. We'll be right with you in a minute. Those of you that are younger, you probably don't remember movie phone. Right. Welcome to movie phone. We're going to get it. Po- I still haven't come up with a phrase yet. Because we don't want to say get it cracking. What's a better phrase instead of like, let's get it going? What should I say? How about, oh, I got one. Oh, go on. Go. Out of the box. Out of the box. <laughs> Here we go. We Sung asks, what is one of your biggest pet peeves when it comes to bad drivers? <laughs> we Sung. We only have an hour. You, <laughs> you have nailed a great question. First of all, I've been driving for. Mm, almost 50 years, and I have seen so much. And in my previous life, I used to travel a lot. But my biggest, biggest pet peeve is the ignorance of turn signals. People think when they want to change lanes or make a right from the left lane, you know, you got to be telepathic and like, fuck you, I'm making the turn, whether you know it or not. And nobody, and, you know, we're looking at cars that are worth eighty dollars to $120,000. You can't tell me that they don't have fucking blinkers. They yeah. all have blinkers. And that drives me crazy. And I'm going to reference one of my Fridays with Fred. The other thing that drives me crazy is all these inane 
elderly senior citizens that drive with that stupid blue parking placard hung from their rearview mirror, and it says right on the parking placard, this is illegal to drive with. So, like, I want to be in a one-man crusade and pull over each one of these old senior citizens and go, why is that hanging? Oh, having it actually hanging while you're driving. It's hanging and driving. It's not a driving placard. It's a parking placard. Yeah. And tell me why you have that, Ethel. 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 Matching this emphatic enthusiasm, uh, I was having sort of a frenetic frenzy day the other day. Smokey Esk was in the car, and there was this girl driving next to us. By the way, a pet peeve of mine, and I think it's been a bottom of the cob, people describing their in-traffic stories, because I can't visualize it. Like, you know when you're in the right lane, but you have to... I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you're late, I don't care. But I was with Smokey Husky, and there was a girl in front of us, and she missed turning because she was on her phone. Then she was driving on her phone. People honked at her, and I zoomed by her, and I was driving, and I rolled down Smokey Husky's window, and I yelled at her, get off your phone! And she, uh, she jolted, and then she did, and my husband was like, you just yelled so loud in my ear. And I was like, I love you, but I don't care. <laughs> I had to sacrifice your sanity for that moment and I'm going to tell you something and thank God we could afford the operation it felt so good (laughs) it felt so good to just fucking unload on someone who deserved it and I like to think I made her a better driver and and on a more general like taking driving but driving is kind of a microcosm of America where people are so fucking oblivious they get into their car and they think that they're in this like a vacuum. Yeah. And they can do whatever the fuck they want and they don't care about anybody else. And that is becoming the mentality of America where people are just oblivious to other people. And the driving is just an example of that. Do you think that's becoming it? Or isn't in many ways this is how it's always been? And while social media has furthered our horizon, furthered, wow, our horizons of, of seeing people and having access to things, I think we all are even more now. Are we even more in our own bubbles, or do we just see now how everyone's in their own bubble? I think that we're more in our own bubbles, and I think it's a generational thing also. <gasps> I definitely Scandalo. do. It's true. Yeah, that's totally true. It's um, a thousand percent true. Yeah. Because it's 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 definitely my generation and younger. Yeah, but don't get me started on this whole assumptive mentality that people under 30 have and that everybody, oh, in other words, they think everybody is their parents and that everybody's going to take care of them. Well, it's not life. It's not true. And, and you know, when I find a young person, like uh, I mentor young advisors in my practice, and when I see somebody that's just you know, picking themselves up by their bootstraps and they want to make a, a living and a career out of being a financial advisor, I'm all in. But but some of them get into the business because their father told them to get into the business or their father was in the business, and, and they have this attitude of, of doing you a favor. Don't do me any favors. Is it a generational thing or is it just the youths? Is it just the youths? The youths the of youths, America. Two youths. Yes, two youths walking I think, down the I street. think the older generation always, and I even looked this up for something we were doing, like going back to like ancient Rome, uh, philosophers were talking about the younger generation. Uh, yeah. And I do think there's that when you're younger. And then we got people that work hard, like Sutherland Meg. She asks, what's your advice for young people who are trying to save up for a house and pay off student loans on a teacher's salary? Now, before we answer that question... My dad is a financial advisor, but there is this caveat. He cannot legally give you financial advice. Um, just like without— Because pro- I'm licensed. Because he's licensed. So when we're going to answer these questions, this is without real context, and this is also speaking in generalities. So don't fucking sue me because he gave you something, and you're like, I put it all on red. Right, <laughs> right. Fred said red, and I went with it. You know, so when you listen to the Dave Ramseys and the Susie Ormans, these are people that are unlicensed, unlicensed. financial uh, uh, personalities. I've they're got like, these earrings. They're like financial Oprah Winfrey's. That's so, all they are. So Sutherland Meg. Sutherland Meg. What's your advice for young people who are trying to save up for a house and pay off student loans on a okay. teacher's salary? So, so there are three dynamics going on here. And Sutherland Meg, you need to understand that I am very devoted to educating teachers. I do 
uh, teacher retirement workshops in the DFW area, and I think that the teachers are our unsung heroes, as nurses are, and they're dramatically underpaid. So typically when I get a teacher and a non-teacher spouse, we take a look at their cash flow. We take a look at their monthly expenses. In most cases, your student loan your uh, uh, interest rates are very, very low. So I wouldn't put as much emphasis or, or pressure on yourself as worrying about paying that off as I would accumulating enough money for a down payment to be able to buy a home of your choice. And even if it's a small starter home, um, residential real estate remains a very, very solid investment uh, in America. And um, the market Today is very good. I don't know where you live. And and on top of it, on a non-financial basis, the pride of ownership is priceless. So what I would do is really look at uh, trying to save for that first start at home, uh, begin continue to pay down your student loan but not really worry about it. Fuck your student loans. And, um, you know, maximize, of course, your TRS or your teacher retirement plan, which you have to maximize anyway. Christine, what is it? Christi, Christine cat. That's almost as hard as an underscore. Wait, I had that for an appetizer. I, didn't we just have a Christine? A Christine cat. Oh, a, a Christine cat. <laughs> yes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is it too early to say that 2024 is going by quickly? When life goes so fast, I mean, even faster when you have kids, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. I think one of the hardest things to do is to genuinely be proud of what you've done, right? Glass half full kind of stuff, because it's honestly a lot more fun to beat yourself up about why the glass is half empty or totally shattered. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I've started therapy. Ever since I had my second baby, I started therapy, and it's just nice to have someone to talk to. You can't always write in to ask Eliza anything, because we won't always see your questions. BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. No one's going to ask you any questions. Take a moment, visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. What do you think of when you think of spring cleaning? Do you think of throwing out a bunch of old stuff? Do you think of putting some sweaters away for next year? Do you think about changing your sheets? Well, you should. Because you don't want to be sleeping in the same heavy sheets you had all winter. You want something soft. You want something breathable. You want Bowling Branch Signature Sheets because they're the perfect way to upgrade your sleep and they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and these sheets feel buttery soft. It's super breathable and they're the perfect thing to get you ready for summer. I got a set of washed linen sheets from Bowling Branch. I also got the washed linen duvet cover and it is so soft. It feels like I've been living in it even though I just pulled it out of the package. Bowling Branch's sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals commonly found in sheets. You don't want to be sleeping on that. They have a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back. 
with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first set of sheets. Plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm going to combine two of them, Christina Cat and Super Tivis. They say, what is the best way to improve your credit score? I'm sorry, that's two different questions. Christine Cat says, what's the best way to improve your credit score? And Ninny Cole won. Ninny. How do we as elder millennials know that we're saving enough for the future? How should we invest our money? 401k, stocks, Bitcoin. You're all over the place, Ninny Cole. Yeah, Ninny Cole. You're, you're, just, you're like Buckshot, baby. Um, there are many different ways for you to um, invest in your future. There are qualified retirement plans and there are non-qualified retirement plans. So you have to decide early on how you want your money to grow. So you could have your money grow tax inevitable. An example of that is a 401k or an IRA that you, while you get to take the tax deduction as an annual Band-Aid long term, you're going to be paying taxes on all of the contributions and, and distribution versus paying the taxes up front a la non-qualified plan or possibly a Roth, possibly a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k. But the payoff on that is that the money comes out in retirement tax-free. So you're going to have to make a decision as, as a young person early on what approach you want to take. Remember this, anybody that's listening, the two biggest costs you'll have for the rest of your life will be taxes and medical costs. And make sure that your plan embraces both of those. So it's kind of like a variation on death and taxes. Remember, there's no medical costs if you're dead. Right. And no complaints. And no complaints. You can't right. hear Morticians any of them. Morticians never get complaints. That's why it's a good industry. Uh, so then the question was, uh, Christine Cat said, what's the best way to improve your credit score? Hot take. Buckshot. Best way to improve your credit score. Okay. Um, what What most people don't do is they don't have a realistic approach to their monthly expenses. So here's a simple formula. Monthly expenses uh, minus net take-home pay equals the dollars you have available to be able to allocate to your financial plan. So it's really important that you keep your monthly expenses under control. And that's the biggest problem that we face in America is credit card debt. Oh, yeah. Credit card debt, the definition for credit card debt is the difference between perception and reality. If you believe that you should have, be driving that car and be wearing those clothes and be living in that area, the difference between what you could afford and what you could have is the credit card debt. And credit card debt is rampant in America. Uh, I've seen credit card interest rates as high as 36%. Because there are no real rules and regulations on credit card debt. It's whatever the idiot credit card holder is willing to pay. So Here's a, here's a more, uh, more relationship-based question. Laura Presley says, my boyfriend is saving up for an engagement ring. We have different views on what it should cost slash mean. What do you think a ring should signify and cost? I think a ring— let me, let me answer this by saying a ring should signify— an eternal bond to have having to ask someone the question, how did you sleep last night for the rest of your fucking life? That's what marriage is. So the, by virtue of the fact that it's a ring and it's round, it, it, it symbolizes or represents you and your— And weight gain. And weight gain, which, which is why people have to size up from time That's to time. That's why you get married, to right. let it all flap out. You're married that you could let it all go and still be loved. Which is not easy. It's it's either that. Still be financially culpable. Right. How much should a ring cost? It, it, What's it, the old adage? It should be eight. What, what was that uh, office episode where Michael Scott stayed up for like 30 months salary? <laughs> it was like a $500,000 ring or something. Okay, you need to look at a ring as a symbol of your love and commitment and not put a price tag on it and not get hung up with the material aspect of the ring mm-hmm. as much as the... Uh, meaning of the ring. Okay. So it should be something that's affordable. You don't want to spend the rest of your life paying off some 14 carat You don't want ring. him to be, uh, you know, hurting financially because he got you this ring. That being said, I got married a little bit later in life and I straight up told this man that I pledged my love to. I was like, look, I am not 21 and like putting you through med school. I am 30 at the time, 34. I need a big ring. It's going to make me feel better. Now I have the big ring and and it gets caught in my jeans all the time. So... Just think, try it on before you go for it because 
It's a burden. A tip for you men that are looking for engagement rings and let's say your fiance wants a diamond ring, here's a tip. Try to sell them on an elongated marquee cut. Ugh. No, 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 no. Nobody no. wants that. Well, that's precisely the point, <laughs> which is why it's so inexpensive. <laughs> but my fiance at the time wanted a elongated marquee cut. And once I realized how inexpensive it was, I go, that's a great choice. We'll get you two. We'll get you two. One for each hand. Uh, Marianne now, I-43. What's the best advice you'd give your 20-year-old self now? Keep it light. Keep it fun. Keep it fresh. <laughs> Keep it Fred. Keep it funny. Keep it funny. My 20-year-old self, wow, you know, it's the old adage, if I knew then what I know now, it, it would be unbelievable. What's the quote? Youth is wasted Youth, on the young. That was exactly what I was just about to say, my very talented daughter. I was just about to say that, and the problem is when you're 20, you think you know it all. And Wait, can I just be clear on something? I kind of did. <laughs> okay, you're an exception. <laughs> okay. But if you take, for example, that the average American lives 80 years, the most development you'll have uh, emotionally, psychologically, financially, personality-wise, you will find will be from age 20 to 30, which is why I tell all my kids, do not get married until you're after 30, because you don't really know who you are. I've never heard that from you. Well, I sent it In to you. In fact, my husband told me what you said to him when he called you to ask for my hand in marriage. My dad said, I got to be honest, I didn't think it was going to happen for her. <laughs> At any age. At any age. I think you were surprised to find out I was straight. Not surprised. Shocked. <laughs> Having never dated a woman. After the way you dressed for those many years, I <laughs> I, I could have sworn. And 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 uh, the following that you have. I mean, you have such an amazing Lesbian um, trigender tri following. Trigender. I yes. like that. Yes. I like that. Yes. I met a trigender recently. I actually uh, flew on the plane recently sitting next to a trisexual. What is that? It's a person that'll try sex with anybody. Whoa, that brings hey. us to all these questions. What's your favorite dad joke? Coming at you on the ones and twos. Yeah, there you go. 101.2. It's the Eagle, and we'll be right back with some news and weather. We have no commercials. No commercials. Here's a question. So what was your advice? Best advice. Buckshot. Best advice for, for the 20-year-old. What was her name? I lost it. You lost it. This is there your is. show. Marion Now I. Marion Now I, 123. How's, how's your mother? <laughs> <laughs> so I just I've... gave you that. I just gave you these pearls of wisdom. Oh, is that you thought your daughter Enjoy was a lesbian? In... No, I didn't think you. I was I was affirmed until Noah proposed to you. <laughs> um, enjoy your twenties to thirties. I think that they're the most developmental and dynamic decade. That ten years is so important. And don't make any major decisions or rest decisions during that decade. When you hit 30, you're pretty much going to be who you are, and then I could see you moving forward. But enjoy your 20s. You're probably going to be out of college or still in college. You're probably going to gain like seven pounds. Gain weight, but gain weight in the right places. Gain yeah. weight where men want you to gain weight. What? What? Who what said is that? I let you can we control. cut that? Can we, no, Luckily, we, can, no, we have an stays. edit button. It stays. It Everything stays. stays. This We're, is raw. This is organic. This is like 101.1. The eagle has flown in. Where do men want women to gain weight? Say it. Clearly. Oh, they're going to say the clitoris. That's what I thought you were about to say. I think most men in <laughs> don't, you know what? Don't box me into that. Well, I'm not boxing you in. Um, not the arms. <laughs> I would stay away from weight gain in the arms because nobody wants to be married to a, a Batman with a cape, with a cape for arms. But most men like a really nice, comfortable core. A core? Okay. Yes. Not an albacore. A core. A core? Scott? Do we have to go to a commercial? No, we don't have commercials. No commercials. We have, well, after this, we'll have no sponsors. <laughs> what? I was going to say the ankles. Because people like a nice, sturdy base. You get some cankles in what? there. People know that you're firm. Emily's good, laughing in yeah. the back. They know you're, you're stalwart. Exactly. Are, are we on the air? Yeah. I got to tell you, the biggest turnoff from a straight guy, you may be The biggest turnoff for a straight guy. Stop looking at him. You have to put the is, No, I like is, the eye contact. Keep that Is <laughs> flabby or unsightly ankles on a woman. I don't know. That's the biggest turnoff, not an opinion? No, no. It's, it's <laughs> below the waist. It's one of the biggest turnoffs. 
And, and you know what? I just want to say this. A man likes a good shapely ankle. Are we talking about, does this woman have to gain or picking where, like, you no, have 30 pounds, this no has choice. to go on a woman. I, I want to qualify all this by saying, you know, my dad is from a different generation, and there is something you earn as you get older where you can pretty much say whatever you want. Because we live in a generation now where if you mention weight, you'll get all these, you're shaming me and my body. It's all funny. Relax. All right. If a male comic got up here and said it, everyone. Re- so it's everybody just take it with a grain of salt. And girls, everybody's always wondering, like, how do I attract a guy? What do I do? Here's some unfiltered dad thoughts. So don't come after me. Why are you? Why are you filtering unfiltered? I'm dad filtering thoughts? the. OK, so a man. The expectation. At, a man at any age, any generation, men like a well-dressed woman. Men like a woman. That, no, because I got married. Someone found me. No, but men like women with an attention to detail, beautiful accessories. What? Uh, the pro- Yes. I don't care about the they accessories. They do care. The right guys do. Real Scott, men do. Scott, is that true? Scott, do you care? Yes. It's not all about the sex. <laughs> mostly. All right. Mostly. All right. All right. All right. So you lied. No, well, you no. Lied to I me? didn't. I didn't lie completely. I lied partially. All right, so so ankles, you like so ankles. Ankles could be very sensual. I'm telling you, know they come from a good Stop. village if they have nice, sturdy ankles. <laughs> yes, it's from stomping on all those grapes. There you right. go, exactly. You got a workhorse there. <laughs> okay, so that's that. We have any mother, any more bad questions? It said I mean, sensual, questions. and then I got I got started to get uncomfortable. But getting back to the advice, official underscore ms um, underscore m says for both of you, what relationship advice would you have for your daughters? Have for daughters of divorced parents who aren't close with their dads, i.e. the father-daughter relationship, as well as the daughter's own romantic relationships. P.S. I love you, Eliza. Thank you for all the laughs. Sorry for the underscores in my handle. <laughs> LOL. Ooh. Did you follow it? Do we get into this? What relationship what? advice do you have for daughters of divorced parents who aren't close with their dads? Very, very difficult dynamics. The whole, the whole dynamic of divorce is... So difficult because the true victims always are the kids. And dealing with your children post-divorce, there aren't any books on it. There may be books, but... but <laughs> I think there's a lot of books. There's a lot of books, but most <laughs> of them suck, and they're on the 75 off percent yeah. off sale. And the, the key, and Eliza and I went through a lot uh, after... Uh, her mom and I got divorced, and she was six. How old were you when we divorced? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven. I was seven. Seven. Okay, we'll settle on seven. And from eight, from seven, for about uh, 10, 12 years, it was a very, very rocky road, very difficult, and there was a lot of um, there was a lot of voids in in our relationship. And there are a lot of reasons for it. So if I had but none of which were, were me. Like I was a good kid. Well, the one there was one thing that was you. But that was my not my fault. No, it was your fault. What? Uh, because because I think well, it, you dropped that egg, and it ruined. We had just laid the linoleum, and <laughs> and it stained in a yellow. It was terrible. And but go on. Um. So, it's really the same kind of advice that I would give a new couple, a newly married couple, uh, uh or a new relationship. The core. Of any great relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or a business relationship, is timely communication. The divorce rate in America, ladies and gentlemen, is 54% and rising each year by 1%. The top five reasons, in the top five reasons, the number one reason for divorce is untimely communication. You never told me. Had you said... People don't communicate in a relationship. And what I find, and I see it in my social circles with our friends, we just end up over time leading these parallel lives and remaining married. Don't be that couple. Well, you've now shifted from parenting advice. Now, this is marriage. So this is... Uh, my dad, this is your third marriage, but you've been married to my stepmom for 20 years. And I'm going to keep doing it till I get it right. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. 
Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Italian.af says, Hey, Eliza and Fred, I'm a proud father of almost of an almost five-year-old daughter. Her mother and I recently got divorced, but we continue to raise our daughter together. Right. However, there are still some rough patches. Do you have any advice, Fred, for young dads like me, how to co-parent well and be a great role model for my daughter? Great question, by the way. Italian uh, as Who's fuck. this Italian guy? Italian AF. Vinny Bombaz. Who's this guy? I don't know. Who he is. I don't know. Antonio Di Baritsky. <laughs> hey, is my pizza ready? Just okay. answer this question. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, all right. So um, the key is to look at your post-divorce relationship with your ex-wife as though you're in business with her and your product is your soon-to-be six-year-old child. And you have to treat it that way, that that you will be mutually in in her life as her loving parent and she needs to know as she gets older that your styles will differ. She also needs to know as she gets older that you're going to uh, get into other relationships and those dynamics are going to shift. But, but, but the, um, the constant core needs always to be your love for your child and they need to always know it and that's where I come back to timely communication always reinforce that they had nothing to do with the divorce that the, even if it's not true even if it's not true <laughs> even <laughs> like, if she dropped an egg like in your case no I'm kidding Karis underscore cook says Eliza and Fred is there something that you wish you'd done differently as a parent when Eliza was growing up or is there something you'd like her to know about you that she doesn't know my dad passed away five years ago, and I found out stuff about him from relatives and family friends that I wish I could ask him about. Love you, stand up, Eliza. Love the podcast. Today. So you go first. Well, the question is anything you wish you'd done differently as a parent when Eliza was growing up? Um, I could honestly say, and I could look you straight in the eye and say, I wish I'd spent more time with you. Oh, Dad. But had you done that, I wouldn't be the gifted comic I am today. <laughs> <laughs> the I wouldn't be a comedian. I'd be a white girl from an upper middle class family and everything was fine. Who wouldn't be funny? And college was paid for and life was fine. <laughs> right. So. Who would be working in a Denny's and as, as an assistant manager. So more time. But, you know, it was something that always bothers me. And I wrote a pilot about it this year. Didn't make it. And yet we still do ads for CBS on this channel. But my whole thing is anytime a girl has a complaint about her dad, men are very quick to be like, oh, daddy issues. And it's like, well, when you have a complaint about your mom, you're just, what, you're Oedipus? You're a school shooter? So you can have a gripe with a parent, and it doesn't mean you're so fucked up and you're, like, doing porn or something. Because um, my dad, my parents got divorced, and my dad moved away, and I never didn't like my stepmom. I've always liked my stepmom. And then, but to I To this think, day. She's fine. She's delightful. No, she's delightful. She's very nice. She's the nicest. The nicest of the nice. But you tried where you could... Where it worked, I remember you coached my softball team. Love that. And then as there shitty were, as the team was, the t- it was. So I remember Aaron, that. Aaron in center field was a disaster. Do you remember the positions I played? Uh, dugout. Okay, I'm not debating this narrative. Key. And scorekeeper. No, I was a uh, a key player. <laughs> when <laughs> the eleventh player and something on a ten player team. Uh, is there something you, that you'd like her to know about you that she doesn't know? Yes. What is it? No, what is it? Is it? I yes. don't want to know what your penis looks like. Oh, oh, you want to know something about me? The question me? is, is there something about you, Fred, that you'd like her to know about you? Mm. Don't talk about your penis. Oh, that's disgusting. Don't talk about your dad penis. Why would, I, why would you even bring that up? Because it's the only thing up? I wouldn't know. That, I know and, everything. And on top of it, that's a hard question. Is that a penis joke? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Oh, boy, we'll go to commercial. Yeah, okay. Something you don't... Uh, I don't think so. I think there should be a healthy line. I think you have a real good feel for who I am as a man, who I am as a person. From a young age, I knew exactly what type of body my father preferred on women. 
He made it very clear. Oh, really? Yeah. Share with the group. No. <laughs> we'll just be driving. He'll be like, look at this. Look at this one. She got a fat ass. Look at, oh, she's nice. Is that Ben calling? No, that's my, oh, is that my nice wife. Uh, I don't know. I don't, also don't, I don't know. Like, I wrote Girl Logic, and there was some real stuff about my life in there. But I, I'm a pretty open book. I don't have, like, I don't go to, like, a weird place at night other than the comedy store. Yeah, but the question have... was, is there something that you'd want to know about me that you don't know about? It was for both of us. Yeah. Or is there something that you'd like her to know about you that she doesn't know? So the question is for you. Well, we've solved the issue of sexual preference. Yeah. So that's that's off the table. So that's that. Um, I, I would love to know more about your sense of fashion. Why? That's not the question. What do you mean? What's the question? The question doesn't. We'll move on. My sense of fashion? Why? you? Because you want to test it because you want to mock me. No. You think because you come in in a color-coordinated zip-up vest and a striped shirt that you know something. Tommy Bahama head to toe. Oh, boy. They should be a sponsor. How? What do you like better, Tommy Bahama's clothing or their restaurant? Oh, their coconut-crusted <laughs> prawns are to die for. This is the ultimate dad move. They, what? It's not a dad move? Like, yes, it is. Scott, get on the cans. <laughs> Loving my dad. If you go to his Instagram, NYFred, the number four, you, he wrote a restaurant review of the Tommy Bahama restaurant. The, just the desserts. The desserts just the are fucking believable We looked at a few of his, and I thought, they were really well written. I liked it. Can't them. hear a damn thing you're saying. It's because you don't have the headphones on. He okay, said they hold, were. Hold, hold on, on, let me scream through the glass. They were well written. Yeah, I thought your reviews were really. We looked them up at one point. I Thank thought they you. were really well written. You Thank offered you. pairings and stuff. You were yes. very complimentary to the chefs. That was yes. really nice. Yeah, I it's it was it's something that I aspire to. I would love to have a food blog. I think I have a real good feel for what great food. What's ta- stopping you? Huh? What's stopping you? I don't have the time. I'm so busy. I have so many things going on. But it's something that maybe in a few years I'd love to be able to do. Why can't you do it? Here's what you do. You know when people write their opinions on the toilet? Which brings us to, so, and you're on the toilet. Oh, are we going to go with that shit question? Yeah, here it oh, is. Oh, I love it. I'm so glad we're going to talk about shit. TJE147, you just have a question. I just have a question about dads in general. Why do they love to give bowel movement updates? Or is that just mine? No, you're not alone. What's his name? Scott? Mushu Scott? What's his Mushu name? Mushu Scott. TJE147. TJ? That's Scott in there. Why is your middle finger up, TJ? What is it? What is it? TJE147. Okay. Four, okay. Or 14.7. So I, I don't know if it's a guy thing or a dad thing, but I will tell you from this dad, when I could take, and I'm going to qualify it, a great shit, there is nothing. I mean, nothing compares to a great hard, long log that might possibly evolve into a two-bowler, it's right up there with a perfect blowjob. Oh, my God. Oh, my dad. Oh, my dad. You wanted the truth. <laughs> this is the, You can't handle the truth. I can't. My dad got in the car one time, and we Took were driving. Took a shit in the ashtray. He goes, I said, gotta take a shit. Oh, boy, that's a shit. I got to take a shit so bad, it'll <laughs> melt your toilet seat. And then he goes, you're going to need a can of Raid when I'm done in there. Like, just threatening me with what it's going to be like. They're, they're, okay, what was his name again, Scott? T-J-E. T-J. There is, and I think you'll agree with me if this was a call-in show, an incredible sense of accomplishment in producing a quality. It's not a call-in show. It's not. Oh, in producing a quality shit. Women. Get on the, uh, they get on the toilet. They they can't wait to get off the toilet. Men, I'll sit there. I'll read a New York Times. You can write your food blog. Yes, is my point. Yes, uh, I'll read a New York Times. I'll read my tennis magazines. Uh, I even have a television screen, a monitor in my toilet, so I could sit there and relax. People don't take the time to have quality shit time. They think shitting is just do it and get it over with. But you should be able to relax because you don't want to tighten up because it creates hemorrhoids. Took three strokes off his golf game by reading that magazine last week. Absolutely. I don't think women want, I mean, you don't want to like miss the party, but I think men are given this sort of, given or claim this impunity when speaking about bowel movements that women sort of haven't been given the license to do people sort of cringe. But I shared with the audience, I don't know if you listened to this episode, Dad, when I had my Kashi Golene crunch and I ate too much of it. And yes, it almost, I, I did listen Almost to blew that. out the whole region. Right. So 
It but was, everybody. It was bordering on a power outage. It was brutal. <laughs> on parts of New Jersey. <sighs> well, since we're talking about poop, which at one point was food, let's get into everybody's topic, food. Food. Fred. Food for 25 points and the bonus round. Lafinski says, Who? what is... You don't know these people. You don't know these people. Why what is a weird in? food combination, i.e. PB&J with Doritos, mac and cheese, and hot sauce, that you find both repulsive but which, and which do you find the most delicious? So we're talking about food combinations. Okay. Here's what I can't stomach. I can't stomach when a restaurant puts a food group with pastry. And it's a personal pet peeve. What do you mean? Like, like a I'll give you a like perfect mushrooms? example. No. Carrot cake. Is that one example, though? A fruit. Excuse me. A fruit, is it a fruit? and pastry. It's a tumor. Carrot, uh, vegetable. Vegetable <laughs> and pastry. Can we edit that? Vegetable and pastry. No, leave it in. So so you're coming to a fine restaurant. Carrot cake's delicious. It's horrible. Oh, <laughs> But does Listen the cake count as a pastry? What? Yeah, cake, pastry cake's not a pastry. Well, it? the yeah. carrot is the vegetable, and then the cake is the pastry part. But but when was the last time you sat down in a restaurant and you had a dinner and the waitress comes over and says, hey, would you like dessert? And you said, yes, I would. Well, we have these delicious broccoli cookies for you. Nobody talks about that. In L.A., we have, like, zucchini cake ah. and beet things. I don't know because you're high. I, I, I think that what he's looking for is more of, like, a combo, like peanut butter on a burger. Horrible. Okay. That's horrible. These are horrible things. First of all, I hate peanut butter. It's just so... Is it guyish? So, Oh, it's very guyish. I was explaining Jews this on a podcast. Jews don't pod- eat peanut butter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they don't eat peanut butter. You never see a can of, what is that, Jiffy? Yeah. What the fuck kind of name is Jiffy? Hey, can I have some of that Jiffy with the saltine crackers? That's really terrific. And then afterwards, we'll go get a slice of white bread, and we'll go to church. It was the... I think it was Lenny Bruce or someone gave this whole thing about, like, what's Jewish, what isn't Jewish, and who's Jewish, even if they aren't. Everyone is some kind of Jewish. But I was saying on the podcast recently, like, there are things that Jews don't eat. Not because it's not kosher, just because— It's in bad taste. Like, a, like we're talking <laughs> about a glass of milk. Milk with dinner, yeah. Like, Scott would have milk with dinner. When milk I was a little meat. kid. Pasta, like pasta with a, a ice-cold glass of 2% right but there. But would you ever have an ice-cold glass of— Milk with a uh, porterhouse steak. That sounds weird, but I'm not against it. It is so repulsive, yeah. and it is so bad for your um, digestive system and your butthole. Yeah, when it mixes with all that wine, it's going to get weird. I'm sure. Well, you're <laughs> not milk gonna, wine. Why? Who drinks milk and wine? What That's what you? I'm asking. I don't know. You're no, a, but you wouldn't have you're a, a freak. You school. wouldn't have a bowl of pasta and a glass of milk. Oh my god, that's hideous. You would never have a glass of milk as your beverage ever. The, the only glass of milk that it would accompany would be warm, delicious pecan Carrot chocolate chip cookies. cookies. <laughs> yeah, broccoli cookies. Broccoli cookies. <laughs> With the little florets on the top. Emily wants to chime in because Emily, Emily you have to go she's to the from bathroom? Georgia. Oh. She's the color of milk. Yes. I drink milk Get up all on that mic. Get up on that mic. I love mic. milk. I drank it with dinner every day. That's insane. And look at you. <laughs> Look at what you've become. You're a pasty, milky, Caucasian woman. That's true. Okay. At least you own it. M- uh, milk. Come to think of it, I'm pretty white, too. Very We're all white. very. Yeah. The two of I'm you. pale because of my dad's side the of the family. The two of you could, could be the technical advisor on Casper the Friendly Ghost. I was, actually. Yes, you were. The cartoon, really? the new reboot. Yes. So that grows, because for cultural reasons, different combinations gross, gross us out. Uh, and a big glass of milk is just sort of unheard of in a Jewish household. Dreoff. 75. Hang on, hang on. I want to stay on something. But it's what? not about financial advising, is it? No, it's eyes... nothing to do with okay. it. I want to stay on the Jewish thing. Okay. Why is it we have a, what is the month of February, Black Appreciation Month? Black History Month. Black History Month. Why don't we have a Jewish History Month? Why are you looking at me? Look at the Jews and what they've accomplished and what they've done Throughout the world, aside from America, we should have not a day, not a week. We should have a month dedicated. Who has the time? Who has the time? Who has the time? So busy baking bagels. Who has the time? That's fair. Yes. That's fair. And you know what? I bet if we lobbied about it, we could get it. But but why is it only a black appreciation? There's also a Women's History Month. Just recently. It's just recently. They just got it last Thursday. I yeah, think I don't started. think there's anything wrong but with it. But a Hispanic Appreciation Month, a Greek Appreciation Month, there's 12 months in the year. Each ethnic group should have their own month of appreciation. It's exhausting. Because by the end of I'm the month— I'm tired of even talking about even it. Even talking about it. Can but, we get some more fresca? And what if, 
What if you're like <laughs> no, we're fine. Andalusian and that's your country? You get like a day. Isn't that an island? No. No, you get an hour. You're thinking of- if it's like Puerto Rico, you get an hour. Tiny. Okay, ready? Yeah. Mario, go. You're on. Yeah, go. Dre off 75. What is the single best dish you've ever eaten? And would you ever tell Smokey Husky if you didn't like something he made? You know, it's very funny that you brought that up. Who was the uh, Dreoff seventy five? So Smokey Husky and I of recently, because we've been we've had our relationship for two years now. Mm-hmm. We talk about food because he obviously his whole world is about food, and so is mine. And uh, later on in the show, hopefully the question will come up: Is what's the worst restaurant experience? I just wrote down. <laughs> I just wrote it down. All right, just tell it. Okay. Because I just wrote it down as so the next question. So do you want to skip to that? Because I, I, I want to answer the question. Well, answer the question, so and what I'll, was the I'll keep question us on again? track. I got you a headache. To... What is the question? Uh, as uh, what's the what would you ever? What's the best dish you've ever eaten? Okay. Would you ever tell Smokey Husky? He, My whatever. favorite hand, uh, like go-to meal, like entree, we're talking about, right? Yeah. Is a veal chop porterhouse. Oh boy, that brings back memories. Let's go. Uncomfortable memories. Go ahead. Well, I won't tell our story. It Why is not? a it is a Schlesinger family tradition. tradition. Culinary uh, more tradition. of a curse. It is a curse. It's like any a curse and a blessing at the same time. It... Look at all the money we've saved. Uh, it, because you don't want to be a schnurrer about it. Okay, it's you never... have to define schnurrer for all the Gentile listeners. Go ahead. A schnurrer is somebody that goes out of their way to try to get something for nothing. And they and they it's premeditated. It's not like you got a complimentary. It's dinner. like suing uh, I don't know someone that had a, a female focus show in L.A. suing them for allegedly not letting in men. It's like the guy. Perfect that, example. Yeah, it's like the guy that sued the Oakland Athletics because they gave out hats on Mother's Day. Right. To women. No, they gave out mothers on hat day, I think mm-hmm. it was. It's like that. It's like an ambulance chaser. It's, right. It's like that. It's just somebody that is just a cheap motherfucker and is trying to uh, game the system. There you go. That's a schnurrick. So go ahead. Continue. No, so so it's just like this Schlesinger family curse where we go out and it's like all the bad waiters and bad meals flock to the restaurant and anything that can go wrong always does. Every... For the last several meals I've had, because we are, and people get, they're like, oh, you're so entitled. No, I'm paying for something. I just want what I paid for. I will eat something if I don't like it. I'm happy to pay for it and leave, but I just want people to do a good job. So this goes along with that. So tell the story. So my wife and I were coming back from a tennis trip. This is in the hill country, and it's late afternoon, and we were hungry. And we stopped off at a, let's, like, envision... A poor man's version of Maggiano's or actually a poor man's version of Olive Garden. I don't know if there is such a thing. <laughs> but we went into this. It was a family-owned Italian restaurant. It's like 3.30, 4 o'clock. No one in the restaurant. We sit down. We order some appetizers. Eat the appetizers. It was decent. And this is before we went home to Dallas. So this is in between Austin and Dallas. And we order our entrees, and we're sitting and we're talking like any couple would be. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, literally, (laughs) here's what you heard. I'm going to put the microphone down. You heard a thud to the left of my wife, and it was a dead rat that fell from the (laughs) rafters. Now, put yourself in her position for a second. And the rat not only fell from the rafters, but fell and finished face up, like with the little belly and the legs, like rigor mortis had set in. And it was staring at my wife. (laughs) Now, we hadn't eaten yet. And we come to find out that they had just fumigated because they had a big rat infestation Uh and they fumigated the whole strip center. And the rat was like drunk on the rafters, like wobbling back and forth and then finally fell. How in I challenge any of our listeners to come up with a worse restaurant story than the than the cascading rat cascading rat. I don't I can't top that. Uh. D. Finky asks, since you're a foodie, what's your biggest pet peeve about the restaurant slash bar industry? Oh, boy. 
It's incredibly overrated. The over, whole thing? Overpriced. Um, the whole restaurant eating out experience in America has gotten out of hand, particularly in big cities. And it's coupled by the fact that the quality of service is not on the same level as the quality of the food. And it's, I don't know where you live, but I live in Dallas and we have the highest amount of restaurants per capita in the United States. And restaurant owners and managers can't find even bad service, much less good service. So we are paying full suggested retail, top dollar through the nose. We're getting high quality food with shitty, unprofessional amateur service. That's my beef. That's my beef, and I'm sticking to it. Or my veal. Last question. Al Zhoff. Side note, Scott always gets us water. You got Armenian water. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this glass, and I'm like, why is there the Eiffel Tower? It's not an Eiffel Tower. It's an A for Arat, and it's an an Armenian sourced water from the Republic of Armenia. Why go so far? Why not just whatever they Why had go to Armenia for water? Where did you get this? You're flying in from Dallas. I thought I could get you some top shelf water. You did a great job. Scott, the fact, Scott, our engineer, went out of his way and made sure I had two, not one, but two f- cans of Fresca, which is my drink of choice. It's an uncelebrated drink. Yes, it, it is the unsung hero of carbonated beverages. I actually brought you five because I didn't know what kind of day you were having. Well, <laughs> I've drank two, so. We're almost halfway there. There we go. Last question. Fresca is grapefruit juice, carbonated, zero calories. This this speech is the soundtrack of my youth. I got to say, I don't think I've ever even tried one. And 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 at the end of the day, it was before Lacroix. There was Fresca. Yes, yeah, long before. Look, Fresca was created back in the '60s with Tab. Like I don't, I didn't live with my dad growing up, but I can still hear this booming, echoing. Who drank my Fresca? I swear, if there's only one left. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to crack you. I'm going to crack you upside your facial hair. Al Zihoff, <laughs> what would he name his restaurant? I don't know why he put restaurant in quotes, but I think you should give them the steakhouse pitch. Okay. Pretend that they're all, this is Shark Tank. No, pretend that they're all uh, Smoky Husky, and I presented my plan to Smoky just Husky. pretend that these are normal people with brains that might, might so listen to the concept is to offer a restaurant with regional... Uh, tasting steaks. So, pr- taste steaks, uh, steaks what? prepared. <laughs> a lot of fresca. Steaks prepared from different parts of the country. And I thought the name was a brilliant name, which... Wait, wait, hold on. What do you mean from different parts of the country? You need well, to elaborate, because that makes it sound like you've, you've prepared and then flew it in. There'd be a New York cut. There'd be a Kansas City cut. There'd be a representation from Chicago. There might be a representation from down south, like the Carolinas or even New Orleans. Wow. And maybe there's a, you know, high-fashion L.A. cut. Who knows? What about, what about like, uh, like Maine? It's just a lobster. Right. There's no steak served in Maine. Okay. Uh, So the name of the restaurant would be... United Steaks of America. Womp, womp, womp. (laughs) (laughs) I... I, but there's not 50 states. Now, no, there's not 50 states, but United States of America. Now, I will say this, Scott. I came up with that whole concept while I was in the middle of the second Taking bowl a shit. of my perfect shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. That's the answer. Everybody wants to know. It's the United States of America. Folks, let's start a GoFundMe. Right. To the Republic for which it sauces. For which it steaks. All right. Hit it. It's the top with a cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top, top of the, the cob. cob. It's the top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. Bob, Bob. Dad, I'm going to let you go first with your top of the cob. Top of the cob for me has to be my lifelong perseverance of passionate people. Okay, I thought it was going to be like. Ice cream. What? what? All right, go on. What? Why does it have to be a food group? Your lifelong person. No, no, you said it could be anything. It could be anything. So it's passionate people. When I find a passionate person, I meet a passionate person, 
I, I just immediately gravitate. And now, unfortunately, the word passion is overused in our society. Everybody says they're passionate about this and about that. But at the end of the day, there are very few people that are passionate. There are very few people that are talented. There are even fewer people that are actually funny. So when I meet somebody that's passionate, um, I recognize them and I, um, and, and I gravitate towards them. And that's and and maybe it's a little deep. Maybe we're getting a little deep on a Friday afternoon. But that's my passionate top of the cob. Okay, that's a solid answer. My top of the cob is uh, a little bit more. It's like it's a little dark. Um, on occasion, I don't know why. I don't know if it's a carbon monoxide, monoxide detector or smoke detector, but it will. If you, the shower is too hot, it absorbs the steam or something, and it will go off. Don't ask me why, but it'll go off in our house, and. It makes, as we all know, a very high-pitched beep, which if you have a dog, you've seen freaks out your dog. And one time the, it went off, and I was in the shower. I think I talked about it on the show, and Blanche came in. She hates water, and she was shaking, and she was so scared of the beeping that she put her little paw out, and she made her way into the shower to be near me. Aww. And I turned the shower off, and I scooped her up, and it felt so bad. So today I was taking a shower, and it only beeped once. And sure enough, in she came. She remembered she had her PTSD from last time, and she immediately got right in the shower. So my top and bottom of the cob, it's the bottom of the cob because I was so sad because she was trembling and she was so scared. But my top of the cob because I was like, oh, my God, I love how much you need me right now. And I got to stay in the shower, and then I was like, are we going to take a shower together? And so it was a little Munchausen's by proxy. Because I was like, oh, you're scared? Oh, just, oh, you need mama? Oh, I'm so scared. And I was kind of hoping it wouldn't go off, but I was sad for her that she was so terrified. So, so that. So you could do a top and bottom of the cob? I, I knocked it out in one. I didn't know. But I now you give me your bottom of the cob. Bottom of the cob. Bottom of the cob has to be. Trembling. White men, late 30s, early 40s, that have absolutely no regard to their waistline. Go on. So you're in. A public area, let's say you're in a mall, nobody's in malls these days, but you're standing in line to go to a movie, uh, you're in a restaurant waiting to sit down, and you see this jlub. So how do we define jlub like we define schnurra? What's a jlub, Eliza? A fat, fat, Just lazy. A fat, lazy guy. Jlub. it is what it sounds like. That, that has no regard for his presence, for his health, for his family, even. <laughs> And so what I'm what I always my comedy mind goes to what if I'm one of Todd's pair of pants hanging in his closet when he goes in the morning to pick up the pair of pants knowing that his gut is hanging over the waistband over the belt so you can imagine I'm the pair of pants I can't imagine and he's walking past me I'm the navy pants he has navy tan charcoal and I'm going please Todd please don't fucking pick me to spend the entire day bent over bent over to be supportive of your out out of shape belly because you don't give a shit because all you care about is eating crappy food I don't want to be that pair of pants yeah and I would feel terrible for not only the pants, but his poor belt that's now on the one hole, the last hole. Because a, a belt properly worn, there's five belt holes. You want to have uh, equidistant pressure, and you want to wear your belt on the third belt hole. Third belt hole. So now he's on the first belt hole, and he's going to the cobbler to punch new belt holes till he gets to the very tip. Todd, what are we doing here? What are we doing, Todd? Jenny Craig, what the fuck? Get, go get a salad. That's my bottom of the cob. That's his bottom of the cob. That's my dad. Today's episode brought to you by... By Fresca. Fresca. And the, the wonderful and, and our wonderful Armenian friends at Velvote. Arabat. Arabat. That's the top shalom. of the cob. Bottom shalom. of the cob. Shabbat shalom. That's my dad, Fred Schlesinger. You can follow him on Instagram at NYFred, the number for you. NYFred for you. New York Fred for you. Check in. Check out that Tommy Bahama dessert review. Oh, it's delicious. And for those of you that have asked, and I've had quite a few people, Fridays with Fred will be back. This is the first installment of Fridays and Fred. While many people don't realize that, it's disguised as Ask Eliza Anything. Get your healthy dose of dadisms. Is your dad, has your dad passed away? Are you not close with your dad? You can borrow my dad online. And he'll talk to you. Anytime. 
Rent a Dad. Avis, we have coupons oh, on we weekends. We can't mention them. Oh, can't. All right, bye. Treat Dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts Dad will love, up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador.